You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As our beloved Broadway community approaches a return, we are following four working artist mothers from both sides of the table and across diverse worlds as they emerge from this time of togetherness with their children. Two became pregnant and gave birth in the 17 months since the shutdown, while the other two paused the eight-show-a-week mom-life juggle and are having to readapt to time away from their sweet babes, knowing now just how precious the moments with them are. Tony nominee Elizabeth Stanley, Moulin Rouge's Corey Pettinod, choreographer Lauren Lataro, and Come From Away's Pearl Sun share their stories in our special four-part miniseries, Returning Reborn, The Rebirth of the Broadway Mom. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Mama's Talking Loud. I'm Jessica Rush. And I'm Kara Cooper. Rejoining us to share her ongoing journey of discovery as a new mom, this week's guest is also anticipating her return to work in Moulin Rouge. When Broadway shuttered, she wasn't even pregnant. And when she walks back out on stage at the Al Hirschfeld Theater, her baby will be nine months old. She is prepping for the reopening with classes and working out but most importantly, with grace and compassion for herself, as she knows she is not the same person that took a bow in March 2020. Here is our conversation with Corey Pettinod. so sweet you guys he's so big he is so big big. he's so big big. but he's got his little hand like around Corey's neck he's sleeping (laughs) and it's so sweet I could die I know I could too he's like I'm not letting you go mama I'm not letting you go squeezes my skin around my neck all the time I'm like I'm gonna have jowls by the time he's old (laughs) oh wait so he how old was he the last time we spoke I mean I maybe weeks I think he was like five weeks old holy moly yeah Yeah, you're right over a month old and he's he's seven months old Oh my gosh. And when you and when you go back to work, he'll be like, well, you probably start rehearsal shortly. Start right? rehearsal um August 9th. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Wow. Back to the La Rouge. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, wild. That's what we want to talk about. Yes. Like how all of this feels for you. I mean, I'm getting way ahead of ourselves, but <laughs> um <laughs> Is he sleeping through the night? Are you getting any sleep? He's not sleeping through the night. Um, he's the crazy thing is that he's just not super consistent. It's like one night he'll 
wake up once at like 2 a.m. and that's perfect for me because I'm like, I'll get a little sleep on the front end and a little sleep on the back. Then other days he wakes up three times. So it's just, it's kind of all over the place, but I think he's just going through a little growth spurt right now. So it's just hard for him to do anything consistently. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh. I just can't get over it. Like I'm looking at the screen and I could just sit here and stare all day because know, that, tiny, that tiny little hand tiny just holding hands. on to mama. I know. Oh my God. I know. I'm going to miss this one day. I know. You yeah. will, but it's, but you are in a, like a hard phase yeah. for sure. For yeah, sure. Yeah. The yeah. no sleep and gearing up to go back to work. <sighs> you had I a, mean. you had a little taste of it this week, right? You did uh, the Fosse Verdon legacy yes. project, right? Or something like yes, that. Yes. Yes. I was able to, um, I've had a couple of things over these past few months that have actually been really helpful. I was able to do like a small little workshop earlier in June. And then this thing was actually like the closest to what Moulin Rouge's schedule rehearsal schedule would be. Um, and so I had to like get the practice with the bringing the pumps to work and like, what times do I need to pump? And I have the willow, which is like this hands-free pump, um, which was super helpful because my other pump, I was I had tried to do it during one of my other workshops and I was like, this is way too much work. And like, I'm going to be gone for 30 minutes trying to figure this out. And so the willow was actually really, really helpful in terms of being able to still be in the room while things were happening. Um, I've still not nailed down the timing and the scheduling yet, but I'm hoping that Moulin Rouge will at least won't be my first time doing it. So I'll have a little bit more of an idea. For sure. And once you get into performance, then you get, you get into like a set schedule. Like yeah. I know, um, Jess, I think you did too, but both of us pumped during intermission because I had like a little bit of a longer break till I needed to be on stage. So I knew every night and during a matinee, I didn't pump during intermission. I pumped as soon as the show was over. Like there were different what you like figure out where that lies for you. Yeah. Um, It's, it's wild, but that's great that you've gotten a taste and also gotten a taste of those extended periods of time away from Carver, right? Yes. It was hard. I have to say, I'm not going to lie. I definitely got home. I think it might have been on Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday. And um, the girl who's watching Carver is actually the younger sister of a, of another ensemble member in Moulin Rouge. And she's amazing. I love her. And she's so good with him. And she takes him on excursions all the time and stuff. And they had gone to the museum that day, the Brooklyn Museum, and like had a whole day. And I came back home and he was just like so happy and fine. And that made me really emotional for some reason. I was like, wait a minute. Like, what if he just doesn't need me anymore? And like, he's fine with the babysitter and you know, I'm gone and I feel so guilty. It just was like such a day. Well, and it's, and that keeps going. I hate to tell yeah. you, but like, I mean, it's, you know, I said this just to Elliot the other day, she's going to be seven this month, which is nuts. Wow. But like, I said to her, I said, that's, you know, and I said to my husband, this is what we're supposed to do, right? They're supposed to be okay without us around Mm -hmm. you know but when it actually happens you're like don't they need me anymore don't they they want me there you know and they're like bye mom like (laughs) go do your thing whatever I know oh my gosh you on the, the last time we spoke to you you talked so much about how you were getting to know this new version of yourself this like mother version of yourself and I think that your experience is so interesting remind me did you know, were you pregnant when you, when the shutdown happened or no, did, no I, it was I like, got pregnant right after, like, like right after, after the end of April. So you literally walked out that building an, a human who didn't have another human inside her, yeah. who hadn't experienced any of that, who, and you are now going to be walking back into that building 
forever changed and and this new version of yourself. So how are you, how is the getting to know your new self going Mm -hmm. and how are you wrapping your mind around how that leads into your performer self and how the two kind of marry? You, You talk a little bit about it on your social media, which is so cool. I think the way that you're open about it, but if you could delve a little deeper into that, I think our listeners would love it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely been a constant, it's a roller coaster, right? Like there have been days where I've gone to take class at steps or a Broadway dance center. And I've stood and I've looked at myself in the mirror and I'm like, I look familiar, but I don't feel familiar (laughs) at all. And it was, there are some days when it would be really, really emotional for me because I'd be like, I feel like I'm, I'm doing the steps. I'm going through the, through the motions, but it feels completely different to me. And not in a way that's like, oh, my body hurts or, or weight or anything like that. It's not anything that you could really put a, a finger on. And I'm sure both of you can understand this. It's, it's almost like it's, like I'm floating outside myself sometimes when I'm in class and I'm like hovering above and I'm watching myself and I'm like, huh, that's interesting. (laughs) And it's so weird. And I feel like over the past few weeks, and I spoke about this a little bit on my most recent Instagram post, especially with, with Bob Fosse's work, because I feel so connected to it. And I've been lucky enough over the summer to be able to work on his material a lot. And I feel the most connected to that material. And so to be able to try and merge these two versions of myself while doing his work has been really helpful for me um, because I feel the most confident. I feel the most sexy, the most rooted doing Fosse work. Um, And so that has actually been really, really helpful for me. And this past week, I feel like it was the closest I'd felt to that in a long time of wow, like these these two people are starting to come together and to form like this new Corey 2.0, I always say. Um, and so that has been really, really fun. But I will say that there there are some days where it's just like, you know, I, I have no idea how I'm going to be able to manage it all. And Moulin Rouge specifically, I already felt like I was living on the edge with that show because it was so hard. It was so hard, like even just like being in tip top shape, not having had a baby, not having come off of 17 months of not performing. It it was it was already hard in that um, space. So sometimes when I sit and I really think about it in the space that I am now, I'm like, oh no, and it gets really scary. But then when I've talked to some of my other mom friends about this and specifically my friend, I don't know if both of you know, Bahia Hippa or if either of you know her. We know of her. her. Yes. I mean, she's a queen. Um, And I talked to her a lot about this. And and one of the things that she always said was that you work so much smarter on the back end um, of having a child. And also as you get older, you learn how to work smarter. And so you can be doing something that's equally as difficult as you were doing before, but you just understand what you need to do in order to make it work for you eight times a week. Um, and so that's something that I'm managing and I'm already starting to find of like, okay, like these are the things I need to adjust in terms of um, you know, my physicality and my training so that I can accomplish the same thing that I was doing before all of this other stuff happened. I I mean, I just, I think about it. You've had these opportunities to do this like workshop and whatnot, but you haven't been back on a Broadway stage in front of a Broadway house. And that experience alone for anybody who's been through this time, who's returning to their job is going to be so emotionally overwhelming, I think. But in your specific 
experience, I just feel like I, I, you're going to, I feel like you're going to feel broken open. Oh, I can yeah. only imagine because stepping back on a stage for the first time after having my first child, I just remember feeling like this overwhelming sense of joy mm. because I thought it was like, oh my gosh, this part of myself that I didn't even know was missing is back. And I feel like me again. Yeah the new version of me, but there's yeah. that like sparkle part of me that, you know, I, I was missing yeah. and I, I, I just feel like it's going to be incredible. It's yeah. going to be a lot, but it's going to be it a is. lot. And incredible. Yeah. I remember distinctly like hitting that first pose in Jersey boys. Like we would, we walked out in the opening mm -hmm. and we hit the first pose or maybe it was at the end of the opening, whatever. And I remember thinking, oh my God, I'm wearing the same costumes I wore last time I was here, but now I have a child. Like now I am a mom. That was just like that simple thing of just wearing the same clothes you were wearing before in this space. And you're like, yeah. wait a minute. Last time I was in this moment, I did not have a baby. <laughs> I was I not do. a mother and now I'm a mother and everything else is the same, right? Yeah. Because the show's the same, your space is the same, the costume design is the same, everything's the same, but you are so changed and it's yeah. wild. It's a mind. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like, I'll just beat myself, but <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, I can't, I literally can't even imagine. Like when I try to think about what it's going to be like, I'm like, it's useless for me to even try to envision yeah. it because it's just going to be even different from just being in a rehearsal space again which was another thing of like wow I'm around people and like navigating that touching other human beings after not doing that outside of my family for 17 months and like dancing in a space with no mass like all of these things kind of happening in one big fell swoop you yeah. Know? yeah yeah and I I don't I mean and I haven't been there yet but I've just have been thinking about it you know going back to work and I don't dance in our show but but just being around one another and on mm -hmm. stage and interacting I miss it so much but at the mm -hmm. same time if I'm being truly honest I have fear like I it's I think it's the PTSD is going to be very real. Like for so, so long, I mean we still wear our masks and we're vaccinated. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's really yep. hard to to move into that space of yep. being free to interact. And I know that obviously, you know, the Delta variant and everything, like it's still very much happening. But for all of us going back to work on Broadway, we all have to be vaccinated. Everyone backstage has to be vaccinated. So we're about as careful as we can be. Mm -hmm. um, but there's still, you know, those of us, especially those of us who have small children, who yep. can't be vaccinated. There's still that of like, yes. oh gosh. And you know, I get, I've got to tell you, when when you're working with all those young kids <laughs> who, who are just like, I'm invincible. I'm going to go out. I'm going to go, you know, out That's at night. Like, y'all, I need you to keep it down because yes. if you bring <laughs> this COVID to my house, uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> but it's true. It like, takes on a whole nother. I was talking to my husband about this. He's about to start a show and it's like, we now, not only are we stressed just with COVID in life and having to maneuver this, this world that we're in right now, but now it's like, if we get COVID, we can't go to work. Like before yep. it was don't get COVID so you don't die, right? Like right. it's the thing. Now we're vaccinated and we're safer, but it's like, if I get sick, then I can't go to work and then yep. I have to be out for two weeks or whatever. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so we decided, we were like, you know what, Elliot has to go to school, but we're just going to stay just home just lock it down lock it down I understand I understand I, and it's such I, a weird like 
you know, with Moulin Rouge too specifically because there's so much partnering and yeah. we have to like interact so closely with one another. Now I've definitely had my freak out moments and they've been random, like in terms of thinking about being that close to people or ever actually having been that. Like the first time I took a class at Steps a couple weeks ago and it was the first time I'd taken class where it was, I think they were at 75% capacity, which is a lot for Steps. Yeah. And, <laughs> I, if both of you know, they like pack those classes yeah. all the way in and it was no mass because they were checking people's Vax cards. And this was, you know, before the Delta variant was like really becoming a thing here in New York City. Um, and I walked into class and I saw all those people people was probably maybe 55 people. And I was like, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> and I got so nervous. Like I just felt nervous the whole class and yeah. just being next to people like that. Yeah. And, and also because you don't know what everybody else is doing. Like, yes, we're all vaccinated, but some people are vaccinated and sitting at home and other people are vaccinated in the club. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I actually thought specifically of Moulin Rouge yesterday, but we were talking about it, my husband and I, and I was like, <laughs> they are all on each other. Like yep. that is, yeah they are up in each other's business and faces yes, and sweating and singing and everything. Yes. And I thought that show, it's like, what, what do we get? You know, it's just wild. It's wild. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah. wild. it's wild, but they're doing, they're doing, I'm really happy with what equity has done. I'm also really happy with what our company specifically is doing to keep us all safe. There are quite a few people with children in the company. Um, and so I feel as comfortable as I can feel in this particular situation. And honestly, the only thing, the only way we'll know is if we just go for it, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and see what happens. And unfortunately that means that some people may get sick, but we have to just try it and see how, how these protocols work, you know? Yeah. 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 yeah, you're so right. You're so right. I mean, you. I'm thinking about the the require the physical requirement of Moulin Rouge, and I just I'm. My husband and I were talking about this recently because he he works on the Book of Mormon. He's like, I just don't even know what kind of shape everybody's going to come back in. Like, there's no way to replicate eight shows a week in your house. No, like there's just no way to do it. You could, you can pretend to like do your show eight shows a week in your living room, but you're going to wake up your baby. Like there's not like, it's not going to happen. There's like, yeah, there's just no way. And so all this time off, I just can't imagine physically what that shock is going to be like Um, on top of everything else, like everything else, all, all the protocols, the emotions, the mental anxiety, all of it. But like purely from a physical standpoint, what are you doing to try to prepare yourself for that? Like, I, I mean, just... cause I'm scared and I haven't had a baby. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like you've had a baby. It's, it's crazy. It's like hilarious. What I think about it. I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> We're all just going to be back here, like doing the same thing, but like 17 months off. Like it's hilarious. Like I think about the Olympics right now, like they took time off from training, but then they've all been training. They have been right. training right. before this happens. Like, yes. Like, we're not doing that. You're right. getting a couple weeks of rehearsal and then you're going in. You're, you're going for it. it. You're just doing it. And also like to sort of speak to a little bit what you're saying about um, not really being able to train for it at home. It's also like there's really nothing like I don't care how much cardio I do or like interval training, anything like that. You can't incorporate the costumes. You can't incorporate the vocals, the lighting, the wigs, all the things that sort of add to making it more. Oh, oh hi, buddy. Hi. Hello. Hi. Oh my He's God. like, why are you talking so much? You guys. He just wakes up like this. Just 
like, so cute. Oh, Hi, I wish everybody could see. I know. Hi. Oh. <laughs> Oh, he's so sweet. I still sleepy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like there's there's really just no way to replicate it to a T the way it is, or even the backstage traffic and like oh, wanting yeah. to change costumes and all that sort of stuff. And so, I mean, I honestly, for me, the the best training for me is taking dance class. Like as much as I have been doing cardio and I I've been doing built for the stage. I don't know if either of you oh, yeah. have been doing that. Um, I've also been doing some programs with um, Dr. Megan Wise, who she's called the Broadway PT. And she does a lot of things specifically for um, Broadway dancers. And she actually has this program called 10 weeks to places that I'm a part of um, that incorporates a lot of strength training and also physical therapy exercises for like getting in back in your Leducas and all that kind right. of stuff. Um, so I have been doing that, which has been really helpful. Um, um, and then just trying to take as much dance class as I can. And like, honestly, this, this Fosse thing that I just finished this week was such a good test because, and we weren't even singing in that, which that's like another, a whole nother thing. But the number that we're doing is a series of three different numbers and the whole thing is like 13 minutes long. And the female that's playing Gwen Burden is, is in it the entire time. And we were running on, um, on Friday and I was like, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> Moulin Rouge's opening number is like this, like this is the opening number right now and I'm not even singing and I'm feel like my muscles are going to fall off my bones. So that was like a really good introduction (laughs) into, okay, like you're not fully ready, but we're just going to do it and see what happens. Right. (laughs) Well, just like you said about reopening, like we just got to do it and see what happens. Right. With with as much preparation as we can. Exactly. We're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. So we wanted to talk to you because you you not only birthed a child during this time, but you also birthed your own podcast. Yay! Yay! Yes! Um, Yeah. Tell (laughs) us about it. We were so excited when we heard about it. Yeah. So um, basically, Robert Hartwell, who is, you know, a Broadway star of of many sorts but he's also now started his own business that he's had for quite a few years now called the broadway collective and um basically he knew myself um shanika gooden and kelsey griffin he he knows the three of us very well and he's actually kelsey's um baby's godfather so he knows the three of us and he basically texts all of us in one um feed and he was like y'all need to talk about your experience. Cause I think he had been hearing from all of us about like, Oh, this is really hard. And like, and hearing all these different things. And he was just like, you know, the three of you are Broadway performers, you're black women. I really think the world would love to hear from you about what your experience is. And we were like, you know what, you're right. And so we also invited my friend, Chloe Campbell, um, who her daughter is a little bit older than our um, sons. And so she has like a a little bit farther of an experience into it than, than the three of us did. But we just thought it would be a really cool and interesting perspective since our babies were so close in age and hers was a little bit older. And so we literally just got on a Zoom, much like we're doing right now. And we just started talking and we were sharing and in the beginning we didn't record anything we were just kind of like talking through it and there were tears and there was a lot of emotions and we were 
all of us in the thick of very different things that we were all experiencing. One of us was moving, um, you know, just feeling so many different emotions. And then we just kind of were like, let's, let's go for it. Um, and we started recording things like getting on zoom and sort of figuring out what we wanted to talk about. And it kind of just sort of happened organically, but I will say that I was really proud of us because we really fought to make this podcast happen because going through early motherhood and trying to do anything else, as you both know, is virtually impossible. And there'd be so many days where we're like, okay, I can do it. But like, oh no, like they have to go to the pediatrician or they're moving or they're doing this. And like, we were just so committed to getting it done. And I'm just, I'm really proud of us that we were able to finish the first season considering how we all had so many other things going on. Um, but part of the idea of it was that we wanted it to feel really right. Raw. And, you know, there are many times where we're whipping our boobs out and, and feeding during the call or what somebody's crying, somebody's having a moment. And we're like, look, this is really what it is. Like, this is how yeah. you manage motherhood and trying to do all of these other things. So yeah. it's been a really, really great ride so far. And I love those three ladies. I and mean, we've become literally like family during this time recording this stuff because we've been all in the thick of it and really just sharing with each other, you know? Yeah. I loved it. I could hear like the babies crying or talking or cooing, whatever, yep. on the background. It was so great. And you guys, they are on Spotify. That is right. You're just yes. on Spotify. Mm -hmm. um, mother, M-U-T-H-A. Yeah. So we'll we'll make sure to include that in the info in our um, in our yeah, episode description, sure. you guys, so that y'all yes. can check that out as well. And I think that's just so incredible. I mean, you know, it's you try to you know, with Kara and I, we've tried to really show lots of different aspects and, and diverse points of view within mm -hmm. this. But I think that as you spoke to when you were here before, the Black mother experience is its own. It's very much its own journey. Mm -hmm. um, it's a whole slew of other um, aspects that just are things that as white mothers, we don't think about and we mm -hmm. don't um are the privilege that we have, obviously, as white women, you know, we don't have to think about um, birth rates and hospitalization with birth and, um, you know, our sons going outside. I mean, there are so mm -hmm. many things mm -hmm. that um, that you guys have to take into account. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. as black women in this country and mm -hmm. um, and our, you know, our hearts hurt for you guys. But I'm so glad that you have this community of women that y'all have yeah. come together and that you are bringing these issues to the forefront because only when we're doing that is when change can happen yeah. and awareness can be, can be brought into the, into the atmosphere. Right. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And just giving, putting a, putting a actual voice to some of these statistics, I think is really helpful because it can be very easy to sort of any, I even found myself doing that at certain parts where you just sort of repeat the same statistics and they become a little bit more diluted and separate mm -hmm. from from the actual human experience. So yeah. to hear four women, one of whom is from another country and lives here and has a different experience also as a Black woman, just to sort of put 
voices and faces to those actual experiences as to why we've made the choices we've made as mothers, you know, in terms of our birthing experience and then how we're raising our kids, where we live, where we go, where we put them in school, all of those different things that we're hoping to continue to talk about um, as we go forward with the podcast. But I, I feel really grateful that people have been really touched by it. And um, I, I wish that I had had something like that to listen to even years ago when I was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when I was thinking about having a baby, just to be able to hear other Black women talk about it from a perspective of honesty, but not fear, you right. know, like being able to see Black women going through this thing, even though there are parts of it that can be scary, but like hearing all the joyous parts of it also that were, um, that was really moving for me to talk with them about and to experience too. Yeah. To, to share the experience, to have mm-hmm. other people hear what the actual experience is, not mm-hmm. just the statistics or the numbers and not just right. the negative and not just the positive, but all of it. Yes. You know, that's, yes. um, so th- we've been asking all of our guests that we're kind of checking in with before they go back to work. What would your, if you had to have a mantra as you're like moving back into this space and something that you can tell yourself or kind of repeat um, to give you strength or fortitude, um, whatever that is, what, if you had to give yourself a mantra as we return to work, what would that be? I already have it because I was repeating it so much this month. Of course you do. Um, <laughs> I sort of felt like you were already going to have one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so many times when I had to like turn my back to the mirror and say this to myself and I would say, I am enough. Um, because I think it can be really easy to feel, and especially as we're coming back into this space, it can be really easy to not have the grace that we need to have with ourselves considering what we've all been through. And I know that dancers and actors, just performers in general, we have such high expectations for ourselves. And I think that's why we've reached the levels that we've all reached in terms of being performers on Broadway. However, this has been a very traumatic and still is a very traumatic experience for all of us that we're going through. And whatever comes out while we're in the space is what it's supposed to be right now. And I think that I feel really grateful for having the amount of rehearsal time that we're going to have to really just work out the kinks. And there may still be some kinks when we're on the stage and we're performing and that's okay. And I think the the beauty and the joy of it, especially in these first few performances that we're going to have is that people are just going to be so hungry for sharing space and experiencing theater that they're not gonna be concerned about the things that we you know, nitpick when we're in a studio of like, oh, I didn't hit that note or, you know, I messed up that turn or whatever it is, like no one cares. And I think no one cares anyway, but it's actually amplified in this particular situation where we really are just coming back to a space and just trying to appreciate being all together again, because we didn't have that for so long. So just continuing to repeat that we are enough exactly the way we are right now, and that that's going to keep continuing to change and morph, but that right now in the moment, this is where we're supposed to be. And the way that we are is the way we're supposed to be right now. Amazing. I love it. It's awesome. also perfect for motherhood too. Like yeah. in the, you know, the pressures of society, like we have to do things a certain way and it's like, nope, I'm enough. And the way mm-hmm. that I do it is the way that I do it. And that is the way it's supposed to be. Yes. You know, not that there isn't time for self-reflection, right? right. It's always good to like, look at yourself and be like, hmm, could I be doing this differently? Could I yes. improve? You know, but knowing that just you, who you are in this world is enough is mm-hmm. very, very powerful. Mm-hmm. So for sure. Yeah. You, yeah. You, 
You got it. You got it all together, Corey. Yeah. I'm, I'm no. not worried about you. No, Corey, I mean, you got your mantra. You're ready to go. And we are, we are so been, glad. I was like, what do you do? You're like, well, it's not enough. You're like, I'm taking dance class. I'm doing 10 weeks to places. I'm doing, you're like, I'm rattling off all these things. I'm, I, I'm not, still I mean, ready. I mean, when I was getting ready to go back to work, I was like lucky if I got a run in during the day with my well, infants. Look, and there was no COVID-19 then. It is not easy though. I think, bless my husband because he he takes the reins in the morning so I can go and do what I need to do. So I really appreciate him really having that, like helping me carve out that time for myself um, yeah. because I can be a very anxious person when I don't feel like I'm ready for things and I need to have that time for myself. So I feel so grateful that he's been really supportive of that and been able to sort of support my my needs to go out and go for a walk or do my PT exercises or all of those different things I need to do. So awesome. shout out to the hubby. Yes. yes. Teamwork makes the dream work for sure. Yes. Um, yes. Well, Corey, thank you for joining us today. We, we will check back in with you after yes. rehearsals start to see how all that's ah. going for sure. So <laughs> people stay tuned and um, listen, give a listen to mother over on Spotify from Corey and, um, yeah, and Mama, that baby. Oh, he's uh, so cute. He's also uh, so good. He's just like chilling. Well, because he's still sleepy. That's why. <laughs> he's like, I would go back to sleep, but Mom, you keep talking. So right, right. <laughs> well, well, we will let him go to sleep. But yes, thank you exactly. so much, Corey. Thank you, Corey, and we'll thank talk you to you soon. So much. Thank yes. you. Yes. so much for listening to this episode of Mama's Talking Loud. Special shout outs to Justin Squiggs Robertson for our fabulous new graphic, Kristen Lopez, Bobby Lopez, and Justin Wardweber for our awesome theme song, and of course, the Broadway Podcast Network for bringing us to you. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There is enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.